Welcome to topic five um, in the subject. Um, in this in this topic, we look at the requirements um, analysis. Now, requirements are basically the directive um, that you're given, um, or the, the um, intelligence request or intelligence requirements (IR) that you that you receive um, uh, from operational command. Um, essentially telling you what aspects of information they're requiring. So we're going to have a bit of a look at um, some of the um, dimensions of, of the requirements section of this um, and um, point out a few of the um, considerations that need to be made. So to begin with, um, if we look here, our, our key themes um, uh, for this topic um, are here. Um, <coughs> We'll have a look at the way that intelligence questions are designed and the importance of um, that their, their design is really to meet the client's information needs. You'll find that in, in military and law enforcement government agency arenas, um, there's a lot of thought given to the way that um, intelligence is requested. Um, and you'll note that there are some very formal channels and just very formal guidelines about it. In the, in the private sector, um, I'm not sure whether many of you will or are involved, but sometimes that can be a little bit more difficult. So establishing what questions need to be answered, particularly again, as I said, in dealing with corporate corporates or dealing with, with private um, requests for information and intelligence, um, it's really important that you um, are certain and that the client is certain that the question that they're asking is meeting their own outcomes and objectives. So as a um, as, as someone gathering intelligence for the private sector, um, it's clarity is everything. And I think for the most part, clarity is often there at a defence or law enforcement level, but outside that, um, it does tend to be a bit problematic. The next thing we tend to look at is the client's determine their own objectives and that's what they've got to be able to do and that's often what you know um, operational commanders will do um, but there's a role for the intelligence analyst to assist in developing those requirements to meet that specific task or operation and meet those specific objectives and so there's a role there to to ensure that what we're delivering is what is going to contribute to the overall operational objectives the third theme that we'll, we'll have a look at um, in this topic is the desire to make sure that the intelligence requirements are refined um, and, and make sure that there are priority uh, are placed on those um, requirements as well. Um, and also too that what, what's being requested um, is, is able to be found um, and that there is a possible possibility that you can collect that information and that you have the analytical capabilities to analyse that information that you've been requested to seek. And the final theme of what we'll cover here is the intelligence requirements and how they determine a collection objectives of our own and also the way that we task um, ourselves to collect those informations and again prioritising those tasks um, as well as some consideration we will give to um, resource allocation um, for intelligence operations as well. So they're the um, four uh, themes that we'll cover uh, in this topic. Now, looking a little more closely at this, when we look at um, requirements, we're given our requirements, 
Um, sometimes it's also referred to as a direction. There are two basic ways that we, um, we get requirements. Um, one is a standing information requirement. Now a standing information requirement may be a, um, a directive that asks us to keep an eye on a particular issue uh, or a particular target um, as an ongoing affair. So it, it's not so much um, short, sharp and within a time frame, but rather it's an ongoing uh, requirement that, that you gather um, intelligence on that particular topic. So in addition to the standing information requirements, there's also specific information requirements. And that's where you're given a specific um, target, a specific um, question that has a, a time limit to it and has a, a specific uh, purpose in mind. Um, and that's basically what we're mostly dealing with um, uh, in an operational um, environment, uh, is the specific information requirements. Now, an intelligence direction um, may include, now obviously each agency, each group, organisation and so forth will have different approaches to it. Um, and if you read the text, um, the, the text also points out a few other different things that may be included in an intelligence direction as well. Um, but for the most part, we can expect that the direction should uh, include some background to the situation, um, some understanding will be provided on why intelligence is required for this particular um, issue. We'll be asked uh, or given um, when the intelligence is required by, so we'll be given a, a due date for it. Um, we'll be given a priority of the intelligence, so how high of a priority is it that they get this intelligence? Um, and how do they want the intelligence provided? Do they want a briefing? Do they want a, a, what type of product do they want? Do they want the briefing? Do they want a report? oral report, um, any number of different things that may be requiring. So there's sort of, sort of the, the um, part of the direction you'd be getting should include some, um, if not all of these aspects and maybe even a few others as well depending on, on the organisation that you're with. So they're, they're basically some of the things you can expect to see in a requirements request. Now, as I said at the outset, Intelligence questions are really designed to meet a client's information needs and at an operational level um, an intelligence team usually begins uh, with that exploration of what's happening now um, and so getting an understanding of the situation or the environment uh, where the proposed operation is going to occur. Now that's just not necessarily a physical environment, it could be um, the social or political environment, the economic environment even, um, taking place. So the, the team knew, really has to sort of start with that sense of getting an idea of what's going on at the present. Um, so it goes back to that sort of idea of having a bit of a um, specialised knowledge um, and that knowledge comes from doing that initial um, backgrounding and understanding. Um, and as the second point on the slide here shows, that intelligence will also start with establishing what's known. Uh, once you know what you know, um, surprisingly you can also uh, work out what's unknown. And it's what's unknown that becomes you know, where you want to be. Um, and so um, you, by, by doing the background, by looking at, um, at, at the existing uh, situation, you're then provided with an understanding of what's going on and then you can see what, what gaps are missing, what it is that we need to know. 
And so our job as analysts is to identify those gaps, as I said, um, and then identify the information that would be required to fill those particular gaps. How do we, what is it that we need to find and how are we going to find it? Um, and I think the most difficult aspect of requirements analysis um, is, is also about, you know, it, it's difficult because determining what's unknown in terms of information and what's needed and how obtaining it is a very challenging task. Um, so you need to find out what those holes in the knowledge are and then you need to think about well, how you're going to get, um, get that knowledge that's missing. Um, and that, that can be a very challenging task and it's also very dependent upon resourcing. And later on in this topic we'll talk more about resourcing, but resourcing plays a very big part in, in, in how much you can do um, and how much you can deliver. But for the most part, we need to remember that, um, that the intelligence questions we're given are designed to meet the client's informational needs, um, and particularly in an operational sense, those operational objectives that are being brought about. Now, the, we know that it's the, the clients that determine, or the clients and the, um, you know, the operations commander that determine their objectives. Okay, it's, it's for them to decide those. The role of us as analysts, um, we can assist in developing um, intelligence requirements to meet those particular objectives or to meet a specific task or, or operation. And that's where we can sort of, uh, while we can't necessarily dictate the objective, we can put together um, our own intelligence requirements of what we need to meet those objectives. And so it's important uh, for analysts um, and intelligence managers to have a really good understanding of that operational design. Now we spoke about operational design uh, in a previous uh, in, a, in a previous topic. It was topic number three, and we we, we hopefully got across the idea that um, understanding um, operational design is really really important to be able to develop your intelligence requirements. Um, so. Getting to understand those is, is a really important um, is a real important um, step. The next thing you need to consider is understanding operational outcomes. As I said, once you know what the outcomes are of the operation, um, then again you can assist to develop your own intelligence requirements of what you need to put together. Um, and going back to that um, operational design issues, again you can see that the better you understand uh, the client's organisational structures the better you can understand the client's resources and their capabilities, and the better you can understand those internal and external factors that often shape an operation, the better equipped you are to put together your own intelligence requirements. If you know the strengths, limitations, um, and the culture of the organisation that you're working in, then you're able to, um, to meet those needs a lot better. So hopefully you can see a bit here, a bit of a, a synergy, I suppose, between operational design and being able to and understanding operational design will only help you with addressing the requirements that you've been sent. So hopefully we can sort of make that connection um, a bit more. Now, <clears throat> we know that um, nothing worse than being given a directive um, in any situation uh, that's complicated, convoluted um, and very difficult to follow and interpret. And so, so too is very much with, with intelligence requirements. Um, a good intelligence requirement, although we don't always have control over the, over the requirements that we're given, 
a good intelligent requirement needs to be refined. Um, and it needs to ensure that there is a, a priority of, of, of requirements, um, that the requirements are attainable within our own collection and analytical capabilities. Um, and again, it goes back to um, the operational commanders knowing also what, what their resources are in terms of the intelligence as well. Now, the, the United States Marines Intelligence Group have put out um, a field manual on this very question. And um, they are providing, I guess, well, they would argue, and, and rightly so, that the best possible advice analysts should be, uh, it should be able to respond to is good, uh, concise, and clear um, requirements and directives. And what they were advocating for are, are these points here that you can see. First of all, that the requirement should really only ask for one question at a time. Um, the next point is, is that it should focus on specific fact or a specific event or a particular activity. Um, it should show that it's tied to a decision making. I mean, that's essentially what we're about is providing information to make a, a good decision for our commanders to make a good decision. Um, the the, the uh, requirement should also have a clear statement on what intelligence is needed. So what is it that they're actually, um, what's needed to do this, what they need to do. Um, and it should also have elements, I guess, to the scope of the requirement. Now, if it's not an, if it's not an ongoing or a standing um, requirement, if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a short particular operational type of one, there needs to be a limit to the scope of it. Now, the, the limit can be either done through um, a, a time frame or through a geographical area, but some sort of indication that frames a particular um, area of information that you've been tasked um, to find. And so, now, you know, in a perfect world, we would, we would get clear, concise uh, uh, in, intelligence uh, requests and directives and requirements. Um, often, as I said, particularly in the private sector, that's not necessarily always the case. Um, so, in, in some respects, I think it's important that the analyst also asks questions, seeks clarity where possible. Um, if there is, if they're uncertain about it, they need to seek that clarity before they can develop their own intelligence plan. <clears throat> Moving forward, I guess, in terms of creating that clarity uh, is being able to determine your collection objectives um, and, and tasking the, the priorities to, to meeting, meeting those intelligence um, directives and also being able to allocate resources for your intelligence operation. So um, within that, I think that the within being given the requirement, uh, our responsibility then is to develop an intelligence plan now you'll see here we've looked at this circular one before where we've got requirements, assets, resources and deterrence, um, priorities, tasking and evaluation. There, the, We reflected on that in an earlier topic but I've brought it back here for us to look at again because I think it's pertinent um, that we uh, can see the way that our intelligence collection plan would also fit into um, the requirements. As you see, the, it starts with the requirement. But breaking that down into the assets and resources and deterrence, there's sort of some of the things we'll look at. If you look at the um, uh, the white paper piece of paper there, I have it's um, actually from a military field manual, uh, manual, and it looks at another way of putting together your collection plan. You'll notice on the far left corner, 
There's the where they've got the um, intelligence request or the priority intelligence request. Um, you've got um, indicators that will show that you're going to be satisfying and meeting those requests. Um, and then you've got um, some specific information that you may need. Um, and then you've got collection agencies, so where you're going to get your particular information from. Um, and when you've selected the, um, the, the agency that, or the area that you're going to get it from. And then you'll note that the, the scope has been set with a place and a time to report and obviously any other comments there as well. So uh, this type of plan may not be the perfect one and it's probably uh, leaving out a few things, but the, the importance that I'm trying to get across here is to plan uh, your, your intelligence gathering, plan your information. Um, and through developing uh, a plan, it wouldn't also hurt to, to resource it. Um, in some cases, you may need particular computer expertise uh, that you may need to contract from the outside. Um, you may need any number of things, foreign languages, any number of, of issues, but you need to resource that and um, you need to put that in your, in your plan as well. And you also need to know whether that plan, whether those resources can be funded. I mean, it's another consideration, though not always um, one for intelligence analysts, but certainly in, there are occasions to keep that type of thing in mind. And so um, it's about breaking down, I suppose, the, um, the intelligence request or requirement, um, breaking that down into, into parts, and, they, and those parts are then broken down to what information you need to, um, to, to meet those particular parts. Now, a few th more thoughts um, on, uh, on resourcing for collection plans. Uh, I've got a few points here. To, and um, as I said, you know, it's really important you think about the type of resources you need um, to meet those collection tasks. So as I said, when you've been given your, your, um, uh, when you've given your directive, um, you break that directive down into your own intelligence objectives and you break those then further down into tasks. So how are those collection tasks going to meet the objectives and so forth? Um, and so, and obviously, as I said before, to do that, you need to resource um, your particular uh, task. So make sure that you give some thought to the resources that you need. Uh, some of those resources may belong in, in other departments or, or other organisations. Um, so you may need to, to look at borrowing from those as well. You may need to find um, that there are other resources where they're collect, collecting similar sort of material, so you need to see what else is out there as well. Um, you may have required, as I said before, specialist skills, um, like I said, computer programmers or, or, or data or whatever you may require, um, or particular expertise, so you need to put that in well. Do you need any external uh, uh, assistance or sources? So um, you, you could find um, whole range of things that you need to map out and plan. Um, now allocating or borrowing resources um, can often be a real challenge um, in, in, in organisations um, and the inability to, to get those bits of information can sometimes be a real constraint to your intelligence collection plan and, and obviously your outcomes as well. Um, and in terms of resourcing I think you also need to give some thought to the fact that circumstances do change uh, and that uh, certain capabilities 
um, or resources could be re redirected elsewhere right in the middle of an intelligence operation. So you need to be mindful, I think we've spoken about that in previous topics where uh, situations do change um, and um, things need to be, you need to be flexible in mind um, to go with that. And finally, I guess many of the approaches that we use um, to, to gather information, to analyze information, may not even work out. Um, so the commanders or intelligence managers need to make um, judgment calls and prioritize parts about collection and the analysis tasks. Um, and, and it's maybe a role to assist in, 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 in prioritizing which parts of the tasks to meet the, the objectives, which parts are of high priority. And there's any number of tools you can use to sit back and think about uh, priorities. Often, um, you know, a numbering system is quite fine, um, and, but you'll find the priorities will often emerge themselves, um, and you'll see that some tasks are more important for linking than, than, than others. And so, once you begin planning your intelligence um, collection plans, then um, those sort of task priorities. Um, become almost self-apparent. So, as I said, I've given you a, a brief overview of, 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 um, of in this topic and we provided some more detailed readings which will assist you in better understanding the requirements um, um, section of, of the intelligence um, process. Um, as you see, we've got the required readings, some recommended readings there. Um, all these also do have the links in the Interact site. Um, if you're not up to, to Googling or library searching, most of them have links that you can click on. It'll take you directly there. But um, quite a few readings there, but please try and have a look at those. Um, there's a lot to be said in this area um, and um, certainly worthwhile getting to understand as best you can. And to assist you with understanding, um, a bit of a segue, um, we've got our, as usual, got our study questions here as well. Um, some of these questions really can be answered, can only be answered if you do the readings. So um, I'm really encouraging you on this one to, um, to pick up the readings and, and, and try and, and, and absorb um, as much of this as you can. Also on the Interact site you'll note some, um, uh, some YouTube clips and some other readings as well, um, all equipped to, to help you get a better understanding um, of the requirements. So um, uh, let me know if you have any questions. Um, this is topic five, so you should be um, roughly halfway through your learning now, and I'm very keen um, to hear how you're going. So please um, drop me a line, give me a phone call, um, let me know how you're progressing, um, and let me know what we can do to, to make things better. <laughs>